thank you for that wonderful uh, music of worship and for the prayers. Praise the Lord. Wow, what a beautiful group this morning. Buenos dias. <laughs> 30 years ago, I, wa I came to Greenville, Texas from Grand Saline to uh, be part of the staff of this church when the, the pastor was Dr. Hamilton and uh, Brother Eddie Smith and uh, uh, Brother Mel Ray, Brother Alan Wimberly, and, uh, and a beautiful staff, the secretaries, Carol B, Carol Lynn, Craig, uh, and those sweet deacons, right? Diaconos that uh, we work together. Um, I thank uh, 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 the church, uh, all of you, for uh, allowing me to be here today, and the pastor, Brother, Brother Beasley, for allowing me and inviting me here, and all the staff. My wife is with me, Gloria, and Anna. They are my joy, and uh, um, my son was on a camp. I don't know, he must be there. Um, so my name is Jose Amaya. Many of you don't not, do not know me because uh, I was here a long time ago. Then I, I went and uh, continued serving the mission from here in another area. Um, I, I thank my Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ for, the, for this opportunity to be here. In 1988, uh, the Lord called me uh, to this uh, church to come and uh, serve as a mission pastor for the uh, Mission Bautista Rich Crest that, that this beautiful church had um, started. I, I told the people of the Hispanic church many times over and over that the Hispanic mission was an expression of love of Rich Crest Baptist Church to the com Hispanic community in this area. And uh, that's what I felt and that's what I always told them never to forget. Um, the, uh, I, I was, uh, it was a wonderful time uh, during this time that I was here. So today, is, this year is 30 years that I've been in this area of Greenville uh, serving, the longest place that I have been in my life. Um, with the lead, lead of the Lord, uh, we work here at, at Rich Crest uh, ministering to the Hispanic community. One of the things that I love about this church, Rich Crest, is that you have a love for missions, and uh, you have done it, uh, reaching out to the, to the Hispanic and Koreans, and now you're reaching out to the whole world. That is great. I congratulate you. I'm proud to be a part of this church and to, have, to work with you all. Um, the Hispanic Church, uh, we started here, and uh, we, we uh, started growing. And after uh, about two or three years, we moved to uh, Jack Finney Boulevard. Their uh, mother church, you all, helped us uh, buy a, a, a church that was dying, church building, or a church, and the, we got the building. And there we uh, work, witness, and the, the building was very soon too small. We, we, we were people standing and having two and three services. 
So it was a very wonderful time at the, in the church area, uh, Jack Finney Boulevard uh, in that area. The, there was a, a, a member of this church named Mr. Hodges that he uh, donated a land for missions. And uh, he didn't know that that would be the, the site of the Hispanic mission. After much prayer, uh, because it was uh, a tremendous uh, challenge, the property has no, had no utilities, and, and that was very expensive at that time. And our finance, finances were not too much. But with the help of the people, the, the mother church, we went and, and broke ground and put all the sewer lines from almost a quarter mile away. And the, uh, but uh, it was wonderful. The people uh, got to love more the church as they were digging trenches. And uh, we uh, worked that much to, to, for that building. Brother Jim Schuller, Brother uh, Danny Forson from here, they were so, and Brother um, Housewright, and Brother George uh, Reiner, I think, and, and many, many of you uh, really uh, helped us, and without your help, we wouldn't have been able to uh, have that beautiful building that the Lord has used in so many ways. Um, so I was there at the church for 37, uh, uh, 27 years as a pastor, and uh, we saw many people saved, and the, the church has right now about 300 members, and an attendance of almost 200 every Sunday. Um, after 41 years in ministry, I felt that the, the need to retire and as from the pastorate, but to serve the Lord in a different ministries, uh, like uh, preaching, supplying pulpits, uh, maybe interims, and also uh, helping in the association area with conferences and the community, and also catch up with the family, with children that uh, some of us pastors sometimes uh, neglect because of so much occupation. And uh, so I thank the Lord for the uh, this, uh, two years ago, I had the time to retire. But the new pastor is a young man named David Salazar. Some of you heard him at the Cabano Church speak. He's a young man from Peru. Um, he was part of a circus group that we won 1992 here to Christ. It was a beautiful to win a whole circus, you know, to Christ. They are, they are very happy people. Some of them were clowns. So, so, you know, they, uh, they knew how to make people laugh or how to feel, make, feel good. They had a group of people from Argentina, uh, Chile, Peru, Guatemala, uh, and all those countries, Ecuador, and uh, the, the Hispanic people, they were all shook up when we, we, when we received that group of people uh, with a very different culture because the Mexican people is more reserved, more, and, and, the, and these people from South America, as soon as they came in, they were kissing everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Argentinians, they kiss, you know. The, 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 they kiss, I mean, the woman kiss everybody and the men, and they were, were not used to that. So. <laughs> At first, the women were jealous, and, but, but then, the, you know, the 
they they accepted it. <laughs> and but uh, it was a sweet time. Uh, so we baptized a young man, accepted Christ, Brother uh, David Salazar, and uh, went to Florida to work over there, uh, and, and uh, went to seminary. And now he's the pastor. He's doing a great job. And uh, all this is part of your ministry, you know, reaching out to people. And, uh, you know, they, they were, uh, the circus people went all over the U.S. And one time, one, pers- one pastor from Indianapolis called me, and he says, um, are you Jose Maya? Yes. Are you the pastor of the Rich Crest Hispanic Mission? Yes. I want you to know that I, I, I always, circles that come here, I, I, I talk to them about Christ, and uh, I have a hard time to, to reach out to them. But this time, a circus came, and I was looking opportunities, but when, then I saw a small group of people praying on the tree and reading the Bible. I was so glad, so excited, went there and found out they were Christians, and when I found out that they were from uh, Save and from Greenville, I just got so excited and that I just wanted to tell you, you know, congratulations uh, to, to the church over there that were uh, witness. And, and the, these people are proud to be members of the church in Greenville, Texas. And, and they tell others about Jesus. So uh, in so many ways, Rich Crest Baptist Church, you know, you have been known and you have reached out to people uh, in so many, so many ways. Um, so the, the, doing the ministry of the Lord um, is, is, is beautiful. We also started a Bible school, Bible Institute. Uh, when I came here, uh, there were several pastors that had no uh, theological training. And uh, in, in fact, the first pastor that came from the Hispanic Mission, Mario Rodriguez, is a pastor in Wolf City. So the Bible Institute was good for them. and. And now about 10 couples have come from that church that are pastors around. The pastors of Terrell, Nevada, Point, Wolf City, Red Oak, and, uh, and, and, and different others are, are leaders there. And they came from the Rich Crest Hispanic uh, Mission. Um, so the Lord is, 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 has done great things. And, uh, and I thank you. Because you are, you were the one that started all of this. Um, and, and by the way, you know, all this ministry started from a mission trip. You know, these mission trips are so good. I'm so glad that my sister goes to Honduras, and, and, and she's bringing a wonderful report. And, uh, but um, the a mission trip that was made to uh, Juarez and El Faro, uh, and I know Brother Jay, uh, Brother Jim Schuler, Brother Forson, Brother J.C. Green, that is with the Lord, and, and staff from the church went there, came all excited, and decided to start this mission to reach out to the Hispanic people. And thank God for them. I have blessed them every day since I came to this place. Um, so uh, the, the Bible Institute has provided training also to pastors of about uh, 18 churches all around. Uh, pastors from Tyler, Longview, uh, Grand Saline, uh, Van, Texas, Trinity, Texas, Sulphur Springs, uh, all these areas are pastors that have been graduated there. And they are called the Bridge Crest Hispanic 
the Bible Institute, their school, the Larma Mater, where they went to school too. So we have been trying to reach out and to train those that have come to the knowledge of the Lord. Um, and some pastors are in Mexico, you know, from, that we train, and it's interesting how they all, all that happened. Um, so the scripture that, I, that I'm going to read for you today uh, is found in the book of Matthew 9:36 and 38. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into uh, the fields. And also the description of uh, John 4.34. Uh, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of, of him who sent me and to finish the work. The, do you not say four months more in the, and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Amen. Um, God moves amongst uh, people and uh, he does this in mysterious ways. Uh, as we see that, as we watch television and and we uh, and we see all the migration of people coming, and, and we hear all the news and all that is going on, you know, uh, I'm sure and a hundred percent that God is 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 bringing them, that God is involved in all of this, and I believe that uh, we need to. Try to understand the situation, not only from the point of view of, of uh, the, you know, the, the world, but uh, spiritually, you know, how God sees this. One thing that we need to know is people need the Lord. And, and, and most of these people don't know the Lord. And yes, many bring problems. Many have problems. And, uh, but who has no problems, you know? Uh, but many are looking to change, to start anew for opportunities. They are all, most of them, people running from oppression, poverty, war, hunger, violence, persecution, suffering. I was, I was uh, born in El Salvador, Central America. Uh, these past two, three years, El Salvador and Honduras have been fighting for the first place of the, of the most violent countries. And, uh, you know, in El Salvador, when, as I grew up, when I saw a policeman, a, a, a military man, I didn't feel secure. I feel afraid, you know, because they, the system over there is so different. Uh, so things have gotten worse, you know. Uh, the, the gangs, the, all those groups that uh, are mentioned, they are tearing down uh, uh, extortion in people. You know, I, I hear that from good sources that these uh, gang leaders come to the policemen and say, hey, while you are there helping, uh, exercising the, 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 the laws of the government, your family is alone, so we can hurt them or we can save them. So we, we, we offer you protection for so much money. 
Even the policemen have to pay sometimes for protection. Situations are, are critical. Um, the children are taken by force, introduced into gangs, uh, injected with drugs, girls are being prostituted, and, and children also are used, boys used in so many ways. Um, sometimes we don't know exactly what's going on, but I come from there, and I talk to people. I cry sometimes to know. Many die along the way. On the way from Central America to the border, there are hundreds of people that have died, children, mothers. You know, some people risk to come here because they know they're going to die, they're going to be murdered over there, and they know that in the U.S. there is people that love, good people, a place of opportunities. And that's why they, they take a risk and come. And uh, so... They are not coming to hurt the country. They, you know, those people, when they are accepted and given opportunity, they will die for this country. And I'm one of them. You know, we are so grateful. You know, uh, uh, when I became a citizen of this country in, in 1980, you know, I'm a preacher, you know, but I, I told, I, I need, I'm gonna do whatever needs to be done if I am a citizen of this country. You know, uh, those of us that, that have, don't know, have not known liberty, you know, freedom, you know, when we find it and uh, we, we will treasure it and we are willing to die for it. So uh, those people um, that are coming, of course, you know, they, they are all people and they are sinners and they, they, all, they have uh, good things and also bad things. Uh, these people that come, some of them are just wandering in life, looking for something better uh, for them, maybe prosperity, maybe education. When I came to the United States, I came to study computers. In New York, I went to a school for computers when the computers were the humongous uh, in 1971, you know, uh, when they were the, the cars, punch cards. And I, I studied three years. And, but the Lord called me, you know, and he changed my plans, and I'm glad for that. So the people that come to the U.S., um, they come uh, for many reasons. And, um, and, and, uh, and for opportunities. The, the government, uh, some people in the government, they, uh, they see trouble you know, that they all are trouble and that um, are danger. And, you know, in, in many cases it's true. You know, they, these people, you know, like in a, everywhere, they, there are people that uh, uh, go into that style of life. And, uh, but that's, that's why we have the laws, and that's good to, to contain, to stop, and to... Uh, put those people in jail and uh, or deport them. They don't, that, is, that is good. It's needed to be done. Uh, but I believe that all of this is part of what John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, God has a purpose for all of us. 
You know, he wants nobody to be lost. So uh, he, you know, uh, he's bringing people here um, so that we can witness to them, so that we can uh, win them into the kingdom of God. Um, even though we have sent many missionaries, we have not done a, a good enough job. You know, people, the, the world is growing. And so God is saying, okay, I'm going to bring you the people so that you can witness there in your store, uh, in the parks. And so the Lord is uh, giving us that opportunity. You know, if you go to Mexico to be a missionary or China or everywhere, it's kind of hard. They are in control. The laws over there are different. But, you know, coming here in the United States, where every, every one of us, Hispanic, that come here or from other races, we are in your home, in your territory. So we are, uh, we are more open, you know, and, and with authority or with uh, that uh, uh, certainty, you speak to us. And, you know, I'm more willing to hear you than if you go over there to our countries. So let's try to understand, you know, uh, let's try to see this situation uh, in, the, in the Christian point of view. The Bible says in First Chronicles 12.32, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel should do. You know, uh, the, we need to pray that we will have that guidance and uh, that, that leadership like those men that knew what was going on with all this movement, uh, with those, all this situation. John 4.35, the Lord Jesus said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, on the fields, for they are white, ready for harvest. I would say they are brown, ready for harvest, you know. <laughs> and uh, so let's uh, remember that. Uh, yes, your harvest is now ready, you know. Lift up your eyes. You know, uh, some of you say, well, I cannot, I wish I was a missionary, but I have, uh, my health does not allow me to be a missionary. Uh, oh, I'm afraid of the food of other countries. But you know, so God is sending you the people here so that you uh, and I can tell them about Jesus. The Lord is now waiting, you, uh, and your fields are now white. The Lord has anointed you to bring forth the harvest, and the harvest is here. It's amazing what God is doing and what is happening in the life of many people that have come that way. Uh, you know, we mostly hear all the bad things that, that the, 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 those migration of people have done. But it's good. it will be nice to know what uh, the positive stories are. You know, I had the blessing to lead many of them people to Christ. Their life has been changed. They have been a blessing to their family and to the community here in the U.S., and there are people uh, of peace, people that obey the laws, as I also train them and teach all of them. There is a story of Pablo. Pablo Palma was a, young, a man that came from Mexico. Uh, 
he, before he came, he was, you know, a, a, a man about 20, in his 20s. Uh, he used to drink, fight. He loved to fight. Uh, later on, his, his brother came after Pablo was saved. And he says, I want to know what did you do to my brother? Because my brother, when he was, before he came here to the U.S., he was like the incredible hawk. Whenever he got mad, when he came from the beer joint uh, to the house, he was bad. He was ang uh, uh, angry, and he kicked everybody. All of us ran away from him. Now we don't even know who, uh, who he is because he's loving, he's helping us, and uh, he says, I, if, if, if somebody, if a... Uh, if a Catholic priest would tell me that this is good, I would receive what you're saying immediately. You know, because, you know, Pablo had changed. He, uh, he went to Mexico, he went back to Mexico, told his family about Christ. He won all his family to Jesus, all his, in the neighborhood. And, uh, and he kept, he's been coming every year, going to tell about the Lord. Um, and now his brother is the pastor of the church in Grand Saline, uh, where I used to pastor also. And, uh, you know, and he's studying another church. He started a church in Van, Texas, another one in Trinity. So he's been a good man. He's uh, bringing people that are in trouble into, into Christ. And uh, also we have, we have Thomas Hernandez, you know, Thomas Hernandez, he came to the U.S., you know, not looking for money uh, or for, you know, many things. Thomas Hernandez came because his, his parents had divorced. His father had left his mama for another woman. He was so angry that uh, Mexico was too small for him. He had to get out. He was drinking because he was so upset and uh, witnessing in Grand Saline, I was teaching people how to drive so that they wouldn't get in trouble with the law because many have been driving without license. So that one of the ministry that I did over there and I, we reached a lot of people to Christ through that. So Tomás, one of them. And uh, so, uh, you know, after so much time, he accepted Christ, he got saved, he was excited. He became a Sunday school teacher in, in Grand Saline Mission. And after seven months, he said, Pastor, I'm sorry, I have, to go to, I have to go to Mexico. He says, in Mexico, I was a taxi driver. I have my own taxi over there. I left it because I couldn't stand it, situation. But now that I received Jesus, I have been able to forgive my father, and I know that he's going to do a miracle. I'm going back, Pastor. Pray for me. So he said, and I have so many nephews that are on the streets, so I'm going to use my taxi during the week to work, and on Sundays, I'm just going to load into church, and so I'm going to be reaching out to my family. You know, Tomás left. He never came back. You know, he has started five churches in Mexico, you know, in the state of Guanajuato. Uh, when he left, Pablo Palma, that, you, that brother that I told you, that used to be like the incredible hawk. He had a house there where he lived. He said, Pastor Pablo came running and said, listen, my house there, start a church in my house, you know. They, they are so given to the gospel. And but so Tomás Hernández started a church there in Guanajuato, in the barrio Mexicanos. So, you know, 
so people that come, it's like the song that says, people need the Lord, you know. They are, uh, they are coming and, uh, with pain in their eyes. So uh, Tomas, you know, is there and, and, and reaching out Mexico for Christ. And, you know, we all of us had part of that ministry. Then we have uh, uh, Benjamin Aguilar and Maria. It was a marriage that they kept fighting, and, and they invited me to help them, but the situation was so bad, they got divorced. But, but they started coming to the church, and after a year, I married them, you know. And uh, they, they are leaders, they are active, you know, and, uh, and they have children that are educated, uh, engineers, and all that now serving here. So they, they are people that are loving. Guillermo Ramos is a young man that came from Mexico. He was, he, he was a bright young man, and he came to, to the church. He was hard, a very hard kid, very bright. And uh, at first, you know, he made fun of me and all that. But with love and ministry, we reached out to him. Uh, Guillermo Ramos, you know, became a Christian. We baptized him. He went to Bible school. He started a new church in Giddings, Texas. And, and then he, uh, he, he went to, uh, to Golden Gate Seminary, California. And then he became a, a, a director of missions in the state of Nevada. You know, he started many missions, Hispanic missions, all over the state of Nevada. About 20 years ago, this church sent Brother J.C. Green and some other members for, for a, a mission uh, uh, revival over there. And, when, and I went with them. And I didn't know at that time about Guillermo. So when I got there, they said, okay, uh, Brother J.C. Green, and they help at the English-speaking church, but we're going to send Jose to the Mexican mission. And I didn't know there was a mission, and so... I started helping, and I found out that I went to preach to a mission that Guillermo Ramos had started. He started about 10 missions, uh, I think 16 missions, all over the state of uh, Nevada. You see, those are people that come. They want an opportunity. They want something to invest their life, and, and, or, or when the Lord reaches out to them, they make them new people, uh, you know, and they be very, are very useful. And, and also, you know, in all these people that come, I mentioned that the Lord is coming with them. You know, and the Lord calls among them, there are coming future preachers that they don't know that they will be preachers, you know. When I came to the United States, I, I didn't know I was going to be a preacher. I came to study computers, finished high school in El Salvador. My aunt that had been in the United States for for uh, uh, many years, she came as a maid uh, in New York, and then she was the one that called us through immigration papers. And uh, so I came to study, and, and uh, my father wanted me to go back to El Salvador, because that was, at that time, that was an excellent training or education. But you know, uh, the Lord changed plans, and I became a preacher, you know. Came to Texas, San Antonio, Texas, 1974, and ever since I'm in a pastor here, serving, and, and, and I, I told my people to love this country, to obey the laws, you know, and to be grateful, and uh, because I am grateful uh, of, of what, what the Lord has done. So um, the Lord changes plans, and, and of those people that are coming, 
There are many that are good, that God has brought them because he's going to do great things through them. And we must have faith and uh, in, in also uh, give them an opportunity. Uh, the pastor in Point, Texas, was Adolfo Alfaro. He was an alcoholic in, in Dallas. Uh, the, uh, he had some friends that were believers, and they invited him to Christ. He didn't want to for many years. But one day he was tired of being an alcoholic. Uh, he used to be a cook in a restaurant. And one day he was tired, and he says, on Sunday, he got out from the house, stood in front of the house, expecting for his relatives to invite him to church. He said, but nobody invited me. The old past, they were tired of inviting me. He said, I, I got off the street and, and put, got in their ways, and they would not invite me. So <laughs> that, that bad he had been. But you know, he, he went on his own to church, surrendered his life. He was our Sunday school teacher here at the Rich Christ Hispanic Mission. And the Lord called him, and he went, he studied at the Bible Institute, and he's been the pastor at Point, Texas, here for about 15 years. You know, uh, so the Lord is uh, doing so many things. So, um, God is moving among uh, peoples, you know. So, lift up your eyes, you know. Uh, let's see people with Jesus' eyes. Uh, the scripture says, and when he saw the multitudes, he saw them with compassion. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. In New York, one day my pastor was preaching, and he said, the fields are white. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to the harvest. I was 19, 20 years old. And in El Salvador, after I became saved, I said, Lord, if you can use my life, use it. My father was an alcoholic. He died as an alcoholic. My grandfather, too. And I said, I don't want to die as an alcoholic. Lord, if you can use my life, take it. I was 16 years old, 17 years old. I was not a drunk, but I knew that I, had that, I would have that tendency. Or, uh, that, that was the environment over there. But, you know, uh, I offered my life to the Lord. Nothing happened. But in New York, one day the pastor preached on that message. And, and he said, pray to the Lord at the heart. I said, I'm, I'm going to pray, but here, Lord, here I am. So I remember the, running to the pulpit, saying, yes, Lord, use my life. I, I'm going to go to the fields. I'm going to serve you uh, all the days of my life. So, uh, dear friends, uh, Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To release the oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You know, this Jesus lives in your heart. You know, my heart. You know, and, and we are. We have the opportunity, the challenge, you know, to preach the good news to the poor to share the good news to the poor, uh, to proclaim freedom to prisoners, you know, in drugs, in all kinds of trouble, recovery to the site, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord. So let that Jesus that lives in you reach out to all of those in need that are coming and looking for hope, uh, looking for love, uh, looking for God, 
looking for a place for something to invest their life thoroughly. Pablo Palma, the first man that I told you that was saved, that was called the Incredible Hawk, he, uh, he, he, he's a singer. He plays accordion. He has recorded uh, CDs. And he wrote a song that says, I came to the US. In Spanish it says, vine a Estados Unidos en busca del dinero. Y me encontré que lo que yo necesitaba era al Dios verdadero. He says, I came to the US in seeking the money. But then I realized that what I needed was not the money, but Jesus, the true God. So, uh, you know, uh, this is what's going on. So God is powerful, you know. The Lord is powerful to, uh, to use us, uh, to change people. You know, uh, let's not just be afraid that all those people will destroy us or, or they will take over. No, uh, they need the Lord. Once they are saved, you know, they will be, you know, our friends and, and, and they will make this great nation, you know, uh, uh, a wonderful place. Uh, so uh, I love you. And we love you. And uh, the people at the Hispanic place, I've told them that they are an expression of love of Rich Crest Baptist Church. Let's continue uh, praying for the, for the lost. Let's see people in, according to God's eyes. Yes, some, the government sometimes do, do not see that spiritual side of it. We love the government. We pray for the government. You know, but you know, we have a, a, a job to do, to win the lost Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.